You are listening to the Show Up Society podcast. If you want to feel better about the way you show up in the world, you're in the exact right place. I'm your host, certified life coach, Tammy Bennett, and I'm here to help you stop giving a poop about what others think so you can make confident decisions. Your whole outlook on goals will change too. You'll see they can be fun, doable, and full of celebration, not something to be afraid of failing. And speaking of fears, I'll help you work through all of yours so you can take more action. You're already a badass in my book, and if you want to learn how to create the life you want, then get your buns in here and let's go. Hello there. Welcome to episode 197 of the Show Up Society podcast. Today's episode is going to give you an inside peek, a behind the scenes look at my monthly tracking progress. At the end of each month, I do sort of a check-in where I look at certain things that I'm tracking and I just kind of evaluate the month behind and then I look ahead to the month that's about to start. And I was just doing this earlier today and I realized I've never really showed you or talked about this actual part of my process with you, at least in the things that I'm tracking this year. It kind of changed from year to year. Um, But I just thought it would be really fun to show you what I'm doing at the end and beginning of each month. Before we get to that, I just wanted to share with you a testimonial from inside of the Show Up Society. So this is from Eric, and he says, it's a perfect home base to venture and grow from and learn from the best, parentheses, Tammy, alongside a wonderful community of people, the Show Up Society, and be a better version of who you've wanted to be. You'll be better in the ways you want. Seriously, change will happen. Now, I love me a good set of parentheses, and Eric did that so well on this uh, on this testimonial. So thank you so much, Eric, for sharing that. And I agree, it is the most wonderful group of people and you will feel changed. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, come join us, okay? Do, 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 it's challenge time. I haven't given you a challenge in a while now, have I? Today's episode is a perfect opportunity to give you a really quick challenge that you can do either while you're listening or right after you listen to this episode. And that challenge is to think of something that you want to accomplish this week in the next seven days of you listening to this episode. And I want you to write it down somewhere. It can be on a scrap of paper or a receipt or a napkin if you're in your car or if you have a messy desk like I do. I don't care where you write it. I just want you to write down something that you would like to accomplish this week. That's it. Super easy. I'm going to check in at the end of the episode and see if you've done it. All right, let's get into it. Let's give you a little peek about, oh, wait, first, before we peek into my behind the scenes and the things that I track, I wanted to share with you that I indeed found a trainer. I found someone that I am going to work with on fitness and food because I need to very much increase my intake in lots of foods, but especially with proteins. So anyway, I am very excited and also really scared. I signed up for a long time to work with her and our first call is tomorrow and we're going to get all set up and ready to go. So I'm kind of nervous and excited, like I said, about the accountability aspect and the whole time I'm like, can I do this? I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I mean, I know I can, but I also doubt that I can. I just have the nerves. And so what I wanted to say about that really quickly before we talk about the behind the scenes stuff is that it is not weak to need help. It is not weak to have a coach or a 
a therapist or a sounding board or somebody that you have to kind of hold you accountable to, to bounce ideas off of, to give you encouragement, to check in with, to share your wins, to share your fails. I think that's one of the most powerful things that you can do. Um, Because yeah, I could totally make a training program for myself. I literally used to have a certification in personal training. I was a licensed certified personal trainer. I was, um, you know, certified by national organization and I taught fitness classes. That was my job for years. And so, yes, I totally could come up with a weightlifting program for myself. I know a lot about the muscles. I know a lot about exercises. I know how to put together a good program, but I'm not doing it. And so I need a coach. I need somebody to I don't want to say answer to because that's not how I think of a coach, but I need someone to be there to develop a program with me or somebody to encourage me, somebody to check in with. And that reminds me that I had um, somebody that wrote in about Best Runner Ever, the program that we're putting on, me and my husband, in February. And she was a member of the last round of it, the first time we did it back in 2022. And she said, already did Best Runner Ever the first time. Would it be beneficial for me to do it again? And my answer was very similar to how I'm feeling about me and this, my fitness journey, is that we can all use a coach. It is so helpful for all of us to have somebody to remind us of the things that sometimes we might forget. Even if we have the skills, even if we've learned the things before, it's really helpful to keep practicing them. And so I think of Simone Biles and LeBron James and lots of actors who all have coaches, right? They know how to do their sport and they do it really well. Actors know how to act. But they use coaches to just help them perfect their skills, to practice their skills, to have somebody watching and maybe seeing things that they're not seeing themselves because they're so close to it, right? And so I'm always going to say, if you can find a way to get a coach and to get support, then do it. It is just so useful. So I don't think at all that it's a sign of weakness. I don't think it's a use, a good use of our time or energy to say, but I could do it on my own. I should do it on my own. If you're not doing it on your own, then find somebody to help you or find a way that you can get yourself to do it. And for me, that was hiring a trainer slash coach to help me with my physical goals. So I just wanted to let you know that like it is okay and encouraged to ask for help, to get a coach, to have somebody in your corner to support you and to be there for you. And like I said, to point out some things that may be getting you blocked that you're not seeing because you're so close to it. And maybe it takes somebody outside of you to see those and to help you through them. So anyway, um, yes, of course, I'm biased because I am a coach and I know that I can help you with all of these things. But I just wanted to let you know, uh, yeah, that it's totally okay to ask for help and to reach out. Okay, so let's talk about my end of the month tracking. So every month um, I have, I use this online program called CODA, C-O-D-A. That doesn't really matter. You can do this wherever you want. You can do it on a 25 cent notebook. Um, You can do it anywhere. So I just wanted to share with you some of the things that I check in on with myself every month uh, in case it helps you. You might use this to make your own set of things that you check in with yourself at the end of every month and to plan the month ahead. So I thought it might be useful and just kind of interesting for you to see what I do. 
Okay, so the first thing I do is I kind of write out my goals for the month. And these are all usually tied into my goals for the year. And I've just kind of broken them down into smaller chunks for each month. Okay, so when I did my November goals, they were actually, I just copied and pasted from October. And I didn't achieve those goals in October, but I achieved all of them in November. And that leads me to one little tangent that I think is just really important to say is that a lot of times we accomplish our goals, but they take longer than we thought they were going to take. And you could use that as an opportunity to get upset with yourself and beat yourself up a little bit for taking longer than you wanted. But I say, heck no. Like when you actually achieve that goal or that project or that task, I don't think you're really going to be spending much time wishing that you had done it sooner. You're just going to be celebrating that you did it, period. Okay, so don't worry if it takes you longer than you had originally planned. All that matters is that you accomplish the goal or the project or the task. Who cares if it took you a little bit longer to do it? I love to use the example of this podcast. It took me, I can't remember now, I think I sat on the idea of it for four years or six years. I can't remember. I think it was four years before I finally did it. And I didn't, once I had published it and once I had, you know, five episodes or something, I was just celebrating like, oh my gosh, I have a podcast and lots of people around the world listen to it. Nowhere in there did I waste time going, yeah, but it took me four years to do it. Who cares? I'm doing it now and I'm celebrating it now. So don't get all upset with yourself if it's taking you a little bit longer to do the goal or the task. Just celebrate that you're doing it. Okay, let's come back to my monthly check-in. So I have my five goals at the top. And it's really fun when I get to check those off. And then I have a category for winning results. So these are just some wins that I want to take notice of each month. So one really cool win uh, that I just got an email about was that my Show Up Society community is in the top 10% of communities on Circle. That's the platform that I use. And well, I might not be top 10% in all of the communities, but based on all the people who turned in the survey, I am in the top 10%. And that's for, um, they base that on like engagement and on how I am acquiring members. All of these things went into this survey and I'm in the t- one of the top 10% of the community. So that's kind of cool for me. Um, I think it's one of the top 1% in the world for how fun and loving it is and supportive and how much people get out of it, but um, how much and how much people gain from it. But you know, anyway, so that that's just a tiny example of one of the wins that I created in November. So then after I talk about my winning results, I list some fails. I think it's really important to just look back and acknowledge the normalcy of having some setbacks, of having some things that don't go your way. I think it's really important to to normalize it because if we know that fails and setbacks are just part of the process, they don't seem as scary and they don't hold you back so much because you're just like, yep, I'm going to try this thing and it might not work out the way I wanted. It might be a little bit of a fail, but that's okay because fails and setbacks are normal. So I make sure that I come up with at least one fail every month. Because let me also tell you this, if you are never failing and never having a setback, then you're not out there doing anything new. You are stagnant. You're not trying anything out of your comfort zone. You're not growing. You're not pushing yourself. So if you never have fails and and setbacks, then you are living a very, very safe life, which is fine if that's your choice, but your life probably isn't going to look any different from how it looks right now if you aren't challenging yourself or trying to grow or expanding your comfort zone. And if that's fine with you, then it's 100% fine, but just, you know, own, own that if that's how you want it to go. So... 
Um, one example of a fail was I wrote an email to a client and I just typed in the wrong name. I was thinking of another client that I had just talked to and I typed in the wrong name and that was really a big fail for me because I very, very much put importance on spelling people's names correctly and I just can't believe I did it and I noticed it right after I hit send and so then I immediately sent another email like, oh my gosh, I know who you are. I am very present in this email. I just typed the wrong name. Um, but I just hated how that felt for me. My client was totally fine with it. She didn't care at all. But um, that was a fail that I just, um, you know, I wanted to record that and know that it's still okay. My client still loves me. We still have a great relationship. Things happen. We're human and it's okay. Okay, the next topic that I like to measure and track each month is moments of delight. I have a whole podcast episode on this. I don't remember the number offhand, but it's titled something like using delight as a measurement of success. And so every month I make sure that I am seeking a delight moment or two or many And that's one of the ways that I measure success. So an example of this from the past month is when Coach Bennett and I launched Best Runner Ever. We had my daughter take a little photo shoot of us. And we did, I don't know, she took, I don't know, 100 photos maybe of us just being goofy and doing silly things. And we used a couple of those in our marketing and on the website and we are going to be continuing to use those. So if you follow me on on my Instagram at Show Up Society, you'll definitely see some of those images. But that was some moments of delight. It was fun for my daughter. She was making fun of us. She took some candids that were really fun. We, uh, Chris and I just allowed ourselves to be goofy. And that was a moment of delight. And I measure success in, you know, got to have some moments of delight in there. Another thing that I measure is bold and badass getting uncomfortable. So I measure times when I got out of my comfort zone. I make sure that every month I have something where I pushed myself and it got uncomfortable. So one of the things that I had in this past month was I had to have a really difficult conversation with somebody. I didn't want to do it, but actually I did want to do it, <laughs> right? So I'm I'm one of those kinds that if there is some kind of potential confrontation or if there are upset feelings, then I tend to just go right in and I just lean into that discomfort and I talk it out. And to me, that feels really healing and true and beautiful and loving to get in there, get dirty and have that uncomfortable conversation. So um, it doesn't mean it feels good. It feels kind of terrible, like leading up to it. But um, to me, that's how I like to operate. And that's how I like to just kind of like address issues right away. So I definitely had something to put in my bold, badass, getting uncomfortable category of last month. Okay, the next thing I measure or make sure that I'm tracking is showing up for me as me. So these are things that I do for me and my business. So an example for this month of November was that I signed up for a trainer. So I know that this is really important to me for my health, for my mental health, my physical health, and it also impacts my business. So I am much more creative. I am much calmer. I am much more confident when I am treating my body well. And so I knew that this was something that I really wanted to do to show up for me as me, and that is to get fitness and nutrition coaching. The next thing I like to measure and track is showing up for the people in my audience. So these are things that I do for my current 
clients, my current members of the Show Up Society, I try to think of ways to give value and to give service. It's really important to me. Um, And so an example of this was on Thanksgiving. uh, Well, actually the day before Thanksgiving, I sent a video message to all 19 people, one-on-one clients that I have worked with this year so far. And so I just, uh, I took a few minutes to send a video to each of them personally, saying how thankful I was for them and something about them that I really liked. And you know, there's, that was easy. It's easy to find things that I like in all of my one-on-one clients. But um, I felt like that was just a really nice way to show up for the people in my audience. And it felt really good and loving to do that. And so that made me happy. Another thing I like to track is showing up in front of more people. So these are things that I do to grow my audience. So, you know, as I want my community to grow and as I want to be on more and more speaking stages and speaking at summits and speaking on people's podcasts, one of the things I need to do is grow my audience. And so this doesn't always feel comfortable, but I actually kind of like it. I kind of like showing up in, you know, more and more places. So one of the ways that I showed up in front of more people this month was my Show Up Society community was chosen to be in the showcase for the Circle app. And so they they ask people who use the Circle platform um, if they can be part of the community showcase. So then all the other people that are forming communities can see how you do it and maybe get some tips or inspiration for how to do their communities. And so that felt really fun to be part of that showcase. And then it got more eyes on my work to see what I do and how I create things. One other thing I track is my consults. So I have a consultation call with people that think they might want to be my one-on-one client. We have an hour call where we talk about where they are, where they want to be, if we feel like we're a good fit to work with each other. And so I like to track those and I like to track how many people say yes and how many people say no. And if there are months when I'm getting a very low number of consultations um, on the books, then I like to just make sure that I am being visible enough out in the world um, because I like to have a steady stream of consults coming in. Um, So I did have a consult last month and they were a yes. So that felt really fun because I love getting to meet new people and getting to develop relationships with them and, and see their growth. So that's always really fun for me. And then the last one is evidence it's working. And so this is just where I look for evidence that what I am doing in the world is working. And I look for internal evidence and I look for external evidence. So an example of external evidence was I got an email asking me to come talk to a group of girls in sports. And so you know, that to me is a sign that my message is getting out there, that people know that I can be valuable and helpful to their groups. And so, yeah, it's evidence that what I'm doing is working because people are coming to me to ask me to speak to their groups and to help the people in their audiences. An example of an internal measure of evidence that it's working is that I received is that I received an email that had some comments in it that old me would have been a little bit triggered or upset about or kind of just bothered or perturbed. 
And the current me who has done lots and lots of mindset work about other people's comments and how they affect me was not affected at all. I was just like, oh, okay. And I just kind of laughed about it and it did not bother me at all. So that to me is evidence that the mindset work and the relationship skills work that I have been doing for myself is working because I did not allow this email to affect me. So I hope this has been fun for you to just see the categories of what I like to track. And and a lot of these categories, I had multiple, multiple examples um, of, you know, filling in those categories. I just wanted to share one from each category with you to just give you an example. So um, yeah, so what I do is at the end of every month, I just take, it takes less than 10 minutes. And sometimes I update it along the way, right? So like if there's an example of an evidence that it's working, or if there's something that I do that I felt really bold and badass and uncomfortable, I might just go in um, to my document on my computer and just update it like in the moment so I don't forget. Um, but at the very least, I do it at the end of every month. And then I go ahead and I set up the the blank kind of template with these categories for the next month. And I write my goals for the next month. And so this is just a really fun way to see my progress and to just keep track of what I've done in the year. Because then at the end of the year, late December, I like to go over, I kind of print out all the things from the months and I just take a really good look at like, man, I did a lot more than I'm giving myself credit for. I actually accomplished a lot this year, had a lot of wins, a lot of fails, and it feels really good. Um, and so that's actually in the, in the Show Up Society group, I am going to have one of those uh, end of year reflection sessions. It's going to be, I think, a 90 minute call. And we're going to look back at our 2023 and then we're going to look ahead at our 2024. And so this would be a really helpful document to have, um, you know, some way of kind of tracking the wins and fails and things that you've learned and things that you've created over the year. I think it's really valuable to end 2023 in that way before you start a new year. I think it's always good when we can pause and take time to reflect and evaluate. So if you are interested in doing that workshop with us, get your buns inside the Show Up Society. It's going to be really good and it's going to just really help you put it into perspective the year behind so then you can better inform the year ahead. I also wanted to make note too is that the things that I am tracking each month are the things that are getting better. So it's really interesting to me when I was going back and kind of looking over the months before I started recording this episode, very rarely did I have a goal of something to do with my health and fitness. It almost always was about um, like personal family stuff and business stuff. And those are things that got accomplished, funnily enough, that if you plan it and if you think about it and if you're writing it down your goals and your projects and your plans, way more chance that they're going to happen than if you're not writing them down and not thinking about them. And so to me, I was like, oh, gosh, no wonder, no wonder my fitness and health goals didn't happen because I wasn't writing them down at the beginning of every month as something that I wanted to work on. They weren't on top of mind. They weren't really in my conscious, purposeful plan for each month. So it makes sense that those goals didn't happen until this month when I wrote them down and lo and behold, they happened and I got myself a trainer. It's very interesting how that works. So before we go, I want to check in. Did you take me up on the challenge that I issued in the earlier part of this episode? Did you write down something that you want to accomplish this week? Because writing it down is such a big part of it because it just keeps it on the top of your mind. It makes it sort of real. It gives it a little bit more power. And it's amazing how many times where if you write it down, then you'll actually go start taking actions to make it happen because it's just like more important and more real for you. 
So if you didn't do it yet, go do it right now. Just push pause on this episode. If you're driving, just pull over. If you're on your bike, pull over and just make a note of something that you want to accomplish this month. Okay, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for showing up for this episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. If you liked this podcast and you want help applying it to your life so you can do more of what you want, you're going to love working with me one-on-one for six months. I'll help you with strategy and mindset so you can figure out what you want, make an action plan, and I'll help you get unstuck all along the way. Go to showupsociety.com forward slash coaching to set up a consultation call to see if we're a good fit. If you're not ready for one-on-one, but you do want to get shit done and show up for you in a supportive group environment, then get your buns into the Show Up Society. It's a community membership where you will learn how to say yes to more of what you want and no to the rest. Go to showupsociety.com forward slash T-S-U-S to sign up. I can't wait to help get more of you into this world. Oh, hey, loyal podcast listener. Thank you for being here all the way through to the end. I would love it so much if you could leave me a review. Tell me what you love about this podcast or what makes you want to listen to it or your favorite parts and leave it in review. Thank you so much.